Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 158, air date August 17th, 2017. Hello, I'm Sue O'Connell. There were a few moments today when you could almost believe that the tragedy of Charlottesville would be redeemed by gestures of courage and healing. I'm talking about the memorial service for Heather Heyer. Heather is a 32-year-old legal assistant who marched on Saturday to protest white nationalists who brought their hate and their torches to her city. She was killed when one of those white nationalists drove his car full speed into a crowd. Today, her mother spoke from the heart to a thousand family and friends who came to mourn and to be inspired by Heather's example. They tried to kill my child to shut her up. Well, guess what? You just magnified her. We are going to have our differences. We are going to be angry with each other. But let's channel that anger not into hate, not into violence, not into fear, but let's channel that difference, that anger, into righteous action. If you're not outraged, you're not paying attention. And I want you to pay attention, find what's wrong, don't ignore it, don't look the other way. You make a point to look at it and say to yourself, what can I do to make a difference? And that's how you're gonna make my child's death worthwhile. I'd rather have my child, but by golly, if I gotta give her up, we're gonna make it count. This coming Saturday, the city of Boston will be put to a test. A freedom of speech rally has been organized for Boston Common. Police will be deployed against the threat of violence. My guest is one of the invited speakers. Shiver Ayadora is, the, is seeking the Republican Party nomination to oppose incumbent Senator Warren in 2018. Welcome to you. Thanks for coming in. Well, thank you. Great for having me here, Sue. So what's your reaction to the events in Charlottesville and how it kind of falls into what the events for this upcoming Saturday are at Boston Common? Well, look, you know, uh, if you look at someone like Heather Heyer, she was an activist. And for me, you know, I've been an activist all my life. If you go look at my history since I was 17. In fact, in 82, you know, we chased the Klan out of Boston. Uh, I fought against racism all throughout MIT, made sure that more poor whites, poor blacks came to MIT. In fact, there's a picture of me. People go burning the South African flag at MIT because MIT is a liberal institution had investments in racist South Africa. So I think, you know, it's awful what took place, you know, on uh, the fact that you had these extreme groups fighting against each other and you had a victim like Heather. And she seems to be someone who, as a young person, wanted to participate in politics, which I think is phenomenal. A lot of folks who were invited to speak at the rally on Saturday have, have said they're not coming for one reason or another. Why are you still going and why, why do you feel it's important to? You know, uh, we got invited because we were told it's a free speech rally. I get invited to a lot of things, and I think the young organizers who are doing this. I've been very impressed by them. Uh, you, you know, it's just coming out who they are. And I think it's extremely important that young people get involved in politics. Now, we're in an interesting transition on in how that involvement is taking place, but the reality is you have young people, as I understand, inviting people of all spectrums. You know, I think there's a, someone who supports Bernie Sanders, someone who supports Jill Stein, someone who's from InfoWars. You know, myself, I've been an activist, and I feel like I'm representing Massachusetts of a person of color, an immigrant. So I think it's a good thing, and I think people need to just uh, 
accept the positive things that are taking place here. You know, my mother here. used to tell me if I if I showed up at a meeting and I was the only one of that person there, I had an obligation to stay. But at the same part time, I think if I showed up at a at a at an event and there were white nationalists and Nazis, I might turn around and go home. What's your point of view? Well, you know, it's an interesting question. I don't know if you know the great Noam Chomsky, one of my mentors. You know, Noam Chomsky has had great dialogue and debate with William um, Buckley, who you, people used to call a white supremacist and a racist. I think what's going on... But they on, didn't show up with guns, with long guns, with homemade pepper spray. They didn't show up with shields. They didn't show up and yell at each other the epithets and the insults that we, we see happening at some of these rallies. Yeah, well, you're looking at someone who's a you know, brown-skinned Indian guy, and I'm not a white supremacist. I think what we need to do, and I think it's important for the media uh, to do this, is we need to represent the full spectrum of dialogue and discourse that can occur in America. When but we, how can we do that when stuff like that's happening? Well, let me just finish. When we narrow this dialogue, I think it hurts America. I think the fact, as I understand, it's going to be a full spectrum of people. You know, my discussion, I hope everyone comes to it, is going to really talk about what is free speech in America. And I'm not going to reveal what I'm going to talk about, but I think the perspective I'm going to uh, give on free speech is very different than what you'll hear from the far left or the far right. You're going to hear a perspective on free speech from someone who came from, from a low caste, Indian, untouchable background in India, went through the public school systems of New Jersey, went through MIT, four degrees, and as an innovator. So I think I have a very different, unique perspective on free speech, and who's also had to fight people like Gawker Media, who said awful things about me, have had to expose the fake science of Monsanto and how media didn't pick it up. So I have a very different perspective on free speech. So you have been a President Trump supporter. What's your reaction? Are you still a President Trump supporter? And what's your reaction to his, his comments on Sunday and Monday and the ongoing way that he is presenting the events in Charlottesville? Well, I think it's important to understand what's going on in Charlottesville is unfolding. I think President Trump, uh, uh, after about 48 hours, he exposed both sides and he denounced them. Now this but is very. Well, let me are just they finish. Equivalent? Are they the, are they well, equal to you? Well, uh, you know, for me, I see two people beating the hell out of each other on TV. That's what I've seen. Now we need to come out to understand what's going on. And let me say, this is in contrast to Obama, who took greater than 48 months and still hasn't denounced radical Islam. So we need to bring that out, and that is left out of the media. Well, you say that, but at the same time, we're at war with ISIS. You know, we are at war. We're in the longest war, Afghanistan, that this country has ever had, fighting uh, some of those exact uh, ideologies. Uh, but I'm wondering, when, when, I mean, do you see the folks, there are certainly people on both sides that showed up armed. There's no doubt about it. But there were more people who showed up armed and more people who yelled epithets and terrible, terrible things in Charlottesville. Are you saying that they're both, they're both equal? Well, I'm not sure. You know, this is not a mathematical equation. So I think one of the things that, that's happening is we're trying to force politicians or force people to come up with sound bites. And I think that's somewhat irrational. Well, this well, we, is an ideology, though. I mean, this is well, either not, Nazis are bad or good. Uh, Nazis are equal to folks who are protesting them. I mean, it's, I, I don't really have a hard time Oh, yeah, I, I don't know how you can equate these. You know, we're talking about the fact that a young woman was killed in this. So I think politicization of that to try to equate this doesn't help. But what we really need to talk about is how we really expand dialogue in a nonviolent way in this country and support these young people at this rally who want to have that open dialogue. And I think politicizing that to call people white supremacists like me is inappropriate. You know, that's what some people have done on Facebook and Twitter. I mean, I'm the guy in 1982 who actually participated in rallies to take the 
and KKK out of here. Let's so talk I, about I, the I, campaign I, I, some. I, yeah. Let's, what, what makes you different than uh, Jeff Deal, who's also on the Republican side running? What you, you know, you need to get be, before you get to the Senator Elizabeth Warren, you have to get by the Republican pack. What, what's different from you? I think, I think it's a great question. Yes. Look, you know, for far too long. Uh, in American politics, you've had career politicians. A guy is a House state rep, then tries to be a state rep. It's a career politician model. I don't need to do this. You know, I'm running a very large company that's worth a lot of money. And what I see, you know, the journey that's taken place in this country is it's, it's antithetical to what the founders set up. The founders of this country wanted us to create a country that everyday people could participate in governance. Look, the founders weren't career politicians, soldiers you know, architects, inventors. So is your argument about Jeff Deal that he's a career politician and you're not, so therefore, well, I don't, I mean, I, what, what are some well, of the ideas I, that you well, have? Well, here's the deal, you know, uh, a guy who's never created a job, a guy who's never, you know, actually had to create something to say he's going to create something, it's very hard to believe. Let me tell you my background. You know, I came here as an immigrant through the legal immigration process. My parent, you know, I went through the public school systems of New Jersey, Patterson, you know, some of the toughest school systems, went to MIT four degrees, didn't lie on my application to get in, and started seven companies. This is the journey of most Americans. Career politicians don't go through this journey. They believe that because they're a career politician, they deserve, that's their political resume. I mean, my political resume is someone who's actually created jobs, has gone through the experience as an innovator, has been in Massachusetts since I was 17 years old, has gone through that entire process. And I think in America, what we saw with the Trump phenomenon is a broad mass of Americans and more are tired of career politicians. They want to see people who actually know how to create things and innovate, which is in the spirit One of the founders of this country. One President Trump isn't doing so well on that front, that when it comes to actually running the government and, and doing, forget about the ideology, he's having a tough time because he hasn't had the experience to do that. Would well, you agree you know, or disagree? Well, well, so here's the interesting thing, right? Uh, when you have outsiders coming into anything, uh, anything, people don't like it. You shake up the tree. You know, I've noticed it here in the GOP in Massachusetts. I'm an outsider. I wasn't even allowed. You know, I'm glad you're having me on your show, but I got onto Fox News National, Fox and Friends. N many of the local stations didn't want me on here because they want to self-select the GOP and the Democrats, who their politicians will be who run. Many of the elections people need to understand are decided way ahead of time. Do you think so? Oh, definitely. I haven't been it, invited it, to any of those meetings well, I'm telling, I have a list of people I'd like to pick. Yeah, but I'm trying to tell you, <laughs> when people say it's a rigged system, be it Trump or Elizabeth Warren, you know, there is some truth to this. These elections are decided way ahead of time. And I'm an outsider in this. And the fact that we're getting so much play bothers the establishment. Well, we're going to bring you back, and you're going to get some more play, and we'll keep bothering people. And when you hear about those meetings about picking the next candidates, let me yeah, know. Yeah, and go I to Shiva for Senate. Great. Shiva for Senate. Thanks so and much. We're, we're here to beat All right, the fake Shiva Indian. Ayodora, thanks. Thanks Thank so you. much. A little epitaph to just close our love speech here. 